Welcome to the AI Equation Podcast. I'm your host, Alex. Today, I'm excited to be talking to Jonathan Jaget. He is the senior engineer at CoderPad. And he's going to tell us what, what he does there. He used to be at Hotels Tonight. Is that correct, Jonathan? Yeah, that's right. Hotels Airbnb. Tonight and Airbnb for a little while. How, how was that? How many years were you there for? Uh, I was at uh, Hotel Tonight for about five years and then went through the acquisition process when Airbnb purchased us and uh, went through the whole, you know, starting up at Airbnb and trying to figure out how Hotel Tonight can fit into that culture uh, when I was presented with the opportunity to come over to CoderPad. So took the took the jump at that point when I had the chance. Fantastic. Well, welcome to the podcast. And we're going to talk about some AI here today. That's why we brought you on. We we know that you guys have the integration with ChatGPT and then plugins and, and of course, LinkedIn. LinkedIn just announced a bunch of new AI tools for premium members as well. So, you know, it's, it's everything about AI. And you and I were just chatting before the podcast about how many conversations with your clients start with the, addressing the elephant in the room, which is AI and also so many developers, engineers who are now AI experts, right? Even if they can't mm-hmm. um, uh, do generative AI, because it's it seems like everybody's using the same five, six, you know, uh, uh, open source tools out there. So talk to me about how, how this AI boom has impacted CoderPad. Yeah, so CoderPad is a tool for assessing the skills of engineers and knowing whether uh, essentially you should hire them to be on your team or not. And so when a tool like, uh, AI comes along and, and ChatGPT, um, it really adds another tool to the arsenal that developers have at their um, disposal. Um, so, you know, a lot of that is like, how could we bring AI into CoderPad and so that people can use it in a way that mimics their day-to-day usage of the tool? Um, and then also knowing that engineers have this uh, ability to quickly get answers to questions and close some of their knowledge gaps. Uh, how do we build that into our hiring process of the process that we facilitate uh, so that hiring managers can get a good sense of whether a candidate truly knows some of the material that they're asking them or if they're just regurgitating something that uh, that an AI bot told them uh, to, to, to tell back to their interviewer. So, um, you know, we, we've talked a lot with our customers about how they're integrating uh, these tools into their daily workflows and how they would like to be able to identify uh, when candidates use it. Um, you know, we've always taken the approach of uh, really emphasizing that candidate experience and trying to make candidates as comfortable as possible. Um, so the first feature that we came out with was an integration of ChatGPT directly into the CoderPad UI. So while you're coding on the left, you can have a screen on the right um, that is your chat history um, with the bot. And you can ask it questions about, you know, the questions that the interviewer is asking you or some syntax related questions that you may have. Uh, but the key part there is that the interviewer can see exactly what you're typing um, and the answers that you're getting, and then also what you're typing into the code itself. Uh, so they get a better sense of you know how these interactions are going, whether you're doing you know a good job at that particular task or not, um, and whether you know the answer was kind of given to you on a silver platter or not. So that's that's back in our interviewing product. But you know when the when word of uh, ChatGPT plugins came out. You know, we got really excited about being able to inter- interject CoderPad into that flow somehow. And we came up with a bunch of ideas, uh, things like, a, you know, a, a virtual assistant for helping you to set up an interview flow, helping you decide what types of questions you want to ask your candidates uh, when they get into your interviews. But where we landed was um, just a simple tool for being able to generate code um, within your conversation with ChatGPT 
and then quickly taking that into an interactive coding environment where you're not having to worry about, you know, for instance, setting up Python or, you know, installing some packages that you would need to use. You would just be able to grab that code from ChatGPT, place it in CoderPad, hit the run button and see what it does. You know, most of the time that code's going to work in the way that you would expect it to, but not always. And so you may need to iterate on it and, uh, you know, try to come up with the solution you're, you're looking for. So now we have had a ton of usage of this plugin. Uh, it's kind of blown us away with how popular it's been. Um, and it's kind of fun to go through, you know, and look at some of the generations that the AI has come up with based on, you know, some random description of the problem the user was trying to solve and the actual code that the thing spit out. So it's it's pretty cool to see as this is all evolving. And, and e- even if you're not um, in the interview process, uh, is a user, a developer able to use the ChatGPT plugin anyways, just to do some situational, you know, interviewing uh, exercises? Yeah, whether it's an interviewing exercise or even in your day-to-day, like I have some problem I'm trying to solve, I'll, I'll often go to, to chat GPT and ask it some specific question about, you know, the problem I'm facing. And, and oftentimes it'll respond with some code. Um, so you can just grab that and place it in CoderPad and try to run it if, you know, your local environment's not set up to quickly take something like that and, and test it out. Um, so we, we feel like it's a, a nice benefit to the, you know, the ways that engineers go around trying to solve their problems and figure out what the right solutions are. Um, and hopefully, you know, in the future, we can continue to improve on this plugin and make it even better and, you know, able to help you solve these problems in a faster way. Are there any languages that, you know, maybe the bot has some weaknesses in? I, and I'm asking that because in, in a lot of other use cases, of course, whether it's ChatGPT or Claude or any of the other bots out there, there are hallucinations and, but I think it depends on the subject matter. I'm not sure about coding. You tell me. Well, you're right. Um, the, the more popular languages, the more popular the type of question that you're asking it, the more likely you are to get a really relevant and helpful solution. Once mm-hmm. you get into some of the niche languages or um, areas of technology that you're, you're trying to get a solution for, uh, you may have to work more closely with the bot to get it to the right answer. Um, the other side of that is, you know, what actual uh, model you're you're using. So ChatGPT, when it came out, was using ChatGPT three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think since then they've come out with three point five and and four. Mm-hmm. And you know, I haven't had a, a lot of time to play with all these various models and and really evaluate them compared to each other. But but you know, I know that uh, as we get along with our our model development, the um, the amount that can be stored in context increases, and the you know the quality of the suggestions that the AI bot is spitting out uh, really start to improve. And so, um, yeah, you may have trouble, you know, asking for something um, very specific in some obscure language. Um, but for the most part, you know, it can help help you get to a better solution, knowing some of the basics about syntax that it does, um, but also knowing like a lot of the strategies that engineers take uh, to come up with solutions. So. It's a, it's a really, really interesting um, technology. And I can't believe we're actually finally here where we're able to to have these types of interactions with it. Absolutely. And I, I think it's one of those things where naturally developers, engineers, anyone in the, the world of tech, anyways, the ones who want to grow and have that uh, thirst for, for knowledge and developing and solving problems, this is like the perfect technology for it because it just, the more you use it, I know even myself as a, as a uh, marketer every day, that's the, the amount of use cases and uh, how how I 
not only myself, but my team, my clients, like there are so many use cases to become more productive. And as long as you know what you're doing, the accuracy to me and hallucinations aren't really an issue. Um, obviously you can give it instructions and it can build on your history as well. So I feel like to your point, I, and this podcast, we talk about that a lot. Just there are so many use cases, so many companies like out there, obviously you guys, CoderPad leading the way in this, um, I don't know, IT assessment world, use cases that you could have never imagined, you know, I, mean, I feel mm -hmm. like a few years ago, we would, you know, we probably would be talking about a knowledge base where there's just very static answers to a question with a bot, because I know I've programmed bots that way. Mm -hmm. um, and you're like, hey, I got 500, you know, FAQs in there, but that's very static. But to actually have this like very human like conversation, it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really cool. And I think, um, you know, like you said, it really opens up a lot of avenues for automation and, and really taking the place of some of the creative process that a human would have to go through. And I think when a human is involved in that back and forth with the AI, uh, you, you really do get those types of like quality outputs that you're looking for. And when an AI is just allowed to kind of go off and, and do its own thing for a while, you start to see, you know, you call them hallucinations, but just the, the craziness that can come up out of it. Uh, I think my favorite one is the, uh, the AI Seinfeld episode that's been running on Twitch for months and months and months, where it's just uh -huh. them sitting around the, the apartment talking to each other in Seinfeld ways. Um, but, you know, that's the type of thing where, like, it can just keep going and it'll keep making up stuff. But, you know, if there's some human there to uh, keep it in check and to help guide it towards the answers it's looking for, you get better, uh, better results. It's a lot of fun. So do you think for you guys there at CoderPad, uh, I know you guys have um, some courses on LinkedIn as well, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. So it, are you guys planning on including that into the plugin or is the plugin just going to be for coding and language? Uh, so I think that anytime that you're looking at writing code on CoderPad, you know, you should have these, these tools at your disposal to be able to uh, do a good job. And part of that is, you know, an IDE that engineers are familiar with. So, you know, we use Monaco, which is built off of VS Code, which mm -hmm. is the most uh, popular IDE in the world these days. Um, so, you know, we, we give engineers a an IDE that they're familiar with, so we should give them other tools. And so anywhere that you're writing code, you should be able to interact with an AI that, you know, can see your code, can help to make suggestions, can understand where bugs are, um, because that's what people are doing, you know, when they open up VS Code and they have, uh, you know, the copilot in place or some of these other larger models that can help you analyze your, your code. Um, so, yeah, I think the plan long-term is to uh, continue to find other places in our product where uh, we can continue to interject um, AI tools, uh, whether that's interacting with it in a chat like manner or uh, helping you to prepare for an interview by taking, um, you know, essentially like fake interviews, mock interviews with an AI interviewer um, guiding you along the way. Um, and then on the other side of things for, for our hiring managers, you know, there's not a lot of tools out there that uh, really can look at your hiring process and help you to understand where the inefficiencies are, whether some of your interviewers are maybe giving more bias towards certain types of candidates than others. Um, and so the, we, we're really hopeful that uh, with AI helping to solve these problems that uh, we can start to make, you know, the interviewing process more fair globally. Um, and, and ultimately make it a better experience for candidates when they're uh, trying to choose their next job. I love it, man, because, you know, whether you're hiring for, you know, IT or you're hiring for marketing or 
sales, HR, whatever department in any company you're hiring, it's it's hard. But IT, I've always felt that was one that was always as challenging to assess a a, a developer's um, skills as it is sales. To me, hiring for sales has always been the hardest because you you have to train people and there's a lot of behavioral. Mm -hmm. But um, IT was always the same, you know. For 20 years, I've done tons of projects and um, on the marketing side. But when I'm hiring someone in IT to maybe build an integration between two APIs, maybe the developer says they have the experience, they listed on their resume, and and then all of a sudden they're hitting walls and now we mm -hmm. need to bring in somebody else for the database because they said they knew how to do this. And you're going, man, gosh, I wish there was a way for me to uh, be able to assess that upfront. And then, and then just, you know, no upfront. And because I think it's my experience anyways, in across most industries that people, um, they embellish their, their resume and their abilities because they want to get the job. And it's hard for you to be able to, you know, be able to 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 eliminate their their weaknesses if you don't do the assessments and there's so many assessments in other industries but um I, I i didn't know that you could do it with ai um for it so i'm so glad that uh, i found you guys and i know our listeners too people who are listening to the podcast who are business owners or are the other side in the it industry themselves here's a, a great tool for them to use next time Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I just think that, like, it is very difficult to assess the skills of an engineer. And especially when uh, somebody's in a different part of the world, you're maybe not getting to meet them face to face, you're relying on uh, some sort of like collaborative environment to be able to test them like CoderPad does a great job of uh, when you're, you know, in a live interview uh, with an interviewer and a candidate, uh, really, it's, it's hard to fake uh, <laughs> the fact that you don't know what you're doing. Um, mm -hmm. so being able to get a read on candidates really quickly is, is really important. Uh, but you're right. Like, even if you were to say like, do you know how to speak French? You know, I could say like 10 French words to you, but does that mean that I speak French? Maybe enough to convince you, but not enough to convince somebody that, um, actually does speak French. So, uh, the same way as, as in engineering, like you do see a lot of people saying that they're capable of a lot, but that they want to learn. So a lot of these interviewing, um, a lot of these interviews turn out to be like, do you provide the base level skills that we're looking for? Meaning, do you understand some of the fundamentals of the languages we're using or the frameworks that we're using? Have you dealt with some of these types of problems that we're going to be dealing with um, in previous jobs? And can you, you know, talk to me about that? Um, and then also, can you think in the ways that uh, we want our team to be able to think also? Um, so there's, you know, being able to assess technical skills is a part of that, but it's only a small part of that. And so, um, if you can get really strong reads off of that technical skills read, then uh, you're setting yourself up for a, for a lot better of a process. Absolutely. Well, uh, we're going to add the CoderPad website to the uh, show notes, Jonathan. And then, but for those who just want to test out the tool using ChatGPT, how do they do that? Yeah. So if you have a ChatGPT, uh, access to ChatGPT plugins, you can find us in the plugin store. Um, just search for code will come up really uh, in the first set of results there. Um, alternatively, if you want to see CoderPad in more of a, uh, it's real form, you can go to coderpad.io slash sandbox and you'll get an interactive sandbox where you can test out the various languages that we support. Uh, we now support 30 plus languages in addition to 10 or more uh, frameworks that you can actually run on CoderPad too. 
Um, and by default, you'll get access to our AI chat client built right into the tool there as well. So uh, we hope that you try it out. Thanks so much, Jonathan. All right. Thanks for having me.